Welcome to the week of It's Low with Abby Chatfield. Hope you are all doing very well. This week I have the amazing Ellie, who is the founder of Comfortable In My Skin on the podcast. Ellie and I met a little while ago at an event in Geelong with Kim Cooper called This Hot Mess, which was incredible. And she is the founder of a movement that is basically endeavouring to allow all Volvo owners to be comfortable in their skin. She's doing that by taking photographs of vulvas all around the country, hopefully the world as well, you know, once COVID has calmed down and publishing them online and also in a coffee table book eventually. So before we get into it, if you'd like to be photographed by Ellie, it is a $100 fee at the moment and you can DM her on comfortableinmyskin underscore on Instagram and be linked in the show notes. Now, I wanted to quickly just jump in here before we go in and I talk about the episode a bit more and just let you all know something and perhaps do a trigger warning in case somebody is triggered by this. Ellie and I are both cisgender women and we both have only slept with cisgender women. So when we referred to vulvas, unfortunately, because we were just talking to one another and talking about our own experiences, we would often refer back to binaries. We'd often refer back to women, uh, assuming that all women have vulvas and all vulva owners are women, which we, of course, know is not right. So we both wanted you to know that we don't, we would never think that uh, all vulva owners are women and all women have vulvas. So I just wanted to let you all know that I hope no one's triggered by that. But if you would be triggered by feeling um, maybe misgendered or feeling as though you aren't being acknowledged, um, I'd love for you to listen, but I, I don't want you to go into this and be constantly triggered. I said say that first, um, and I do apologize for that. I think we should have tried harder. On a more lighthearted note, though, in this episode, I do have a cry about the appearance of of my vulva. It's something that I am very subconscious about. I have done a podcast called Vulva Chat on this. And when I was talking in that episode, I was mostly talking to myself about my vulva and saying that it's normal and, and I guess trying to do some self-affirmation. But it's been a little bit hard um, going from sleeping with the same person that I've slept with for four years on and off, um, ex-boyfriend that I love, um, to now sleeping with new people that I'm, I'm, I guess I didn't realize how subconscious I was until I had to sleep with new people. So I actually got a bit teary even editing this because it makes me feel sad that I feel so subconscious about my vulva. But I have a little update for you. So throughout the episode, I say that I'm going to call the two people that haven't eaten me out yet or ask them why. I'm just going to do it. And um, this, I'm only saying this because I feel as though it may help some of you who were in the same position as me, assuming that it's something to do with you, assuming it's something to do with your vulva or, um, you know, the taste or smell or all the things that we're insecure about as our vulva owners. And I called one of them. And he said to me, I explained the situation, explained what I was crying about. And he was so genuinely confused. He said, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just I just feel like maybe you can be honest with me. If you aren't eating me up because you feel as though I don't have the right labia, like 
I, I just want you to tell me because I don't want us to keep seeing each other and maybe subconscious every time. <laughs> and he was like, have you say this with such respect, but you're fucking insane. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And he said that, and this is what you all who are feeling the same way may be guilty of. He said that I rush through foreplay and he felt like I didn't want him to eat me out, which is true, right? Subconsciously, I was like, I don't want him to even see my Volvo. So I'm going to do like X, Y, Z and foreplay that doesn't involve a full frontal Volvo moment. And we're just going to have sex. And he said that I often, well, every time would give him head and then be like, Kate, fuck me. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, like I'm, I'm that turned on. Like, let's have sex now. If that's what you want, that's what I want. And I didn't really take the time to like, I didn't give him space to eat me out because I felt nervous about him seeing my vulva. And I just think that's something really interesting. And I also have been eaten out by the other ones. So at the end of the day, even me, who was crying on my own podcast about my vulva, all has been resolved. Um, I'm still feel self-conscious about it. Obviously, external validation doesn't fix this. But the two instances that I was particularly upset about um, attend- were actually in my head, which I think is a lesson. That's why I wanted to tell you all not to brag and be like, well, I got my pussy ate. But because I think I was so upset about this. And then the next day, just by asking and clarifying and kind of being laughed at in a loving way, um, really helped me and I realised that I have nothing to worry about and if I have nothing to worry about, then you out there, listener, if you are self-conscious about your genitals in any way, if it is, um, you know, any kind of genitals, then there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. I mean, I really, really think that a huge part of it if you aren't getting eaten out if you are worried that it's because of the the look of your genitals it may be because you are self-conscious and subconsciously moving them in different directions so the sex and the foreplay doesn't go down that road and that's what i was doing so i'm making an effort now to give space to receive oral anyway here is my amazing chat with ellie she's incredible please go and follow her on uh at comfortable in my skin underscore Um, go to her website it'll be linked in the show notes and yeah thanks so much guys enjoy hey everyone i'm here with ellie the founder of comfortable in my skin hey ellie how are you Super, super good. A really good dinner with you. <laughs> We've just um, Ellie's been up in Queensland from Sydney, and she was in Brisbane. And I was like, come over, have a wine, have a drink, went to dinner, um, and now we decided to record a pod because I feel like you've got a lot of knowledge to share with everyone and a beautiful story to share with everyone. But fuck that, um, we're not doing that right now. What we're doing is I'm asking you, as we always do at the start of this podcast, I ask my guests. What's been a lot this week? So this could be anything from like, you know, you stubbed your toe and your your toenail's completely gone or I don't know, like you did anal with a man in like the backseat of like a police van or something, you know what I mean? Like these are the levels we're talking. So what's been a lot this week? You've had a good couple of weeks. Yeah, I've had a really good couple of weeks. I've been living in my friend's troopie, the back Mm. of the car for five weeks. So I haven't done anal. (laughs) 
<laughs> no anal as yet. As of yet. I mean, as of yet. There's still time on the trip. There is still time on mm. the trip. Have definitely had some fun in the back of the car. Okay. So yeah. that has been a lot. So a lot of fun has gone down in the back of the car in the okay. five weeks. <laughs> so you're with just your friend, just your your female friend. Yes. Yep. And you were traveling for five weeks and yep. you had some fun. Okay, this is this sounds like a good uh, <laughs> what's been like this week? I'm like my ears prick up and I'm like oh. I'm like, it's so bad as soon as you say what's been a lot. I'm like, mm, there's been a lot of sex. That's good. It's good. That's no. the whole point of the podcast. I mean like Normalizing. Plug it up, normalizing sex. We love talking about sex, love getting details as well. Because I feel like because the whole point of the podcast is to have people be able to talk about hear conversations that you have with your friends over wine and feel less weird. Right. Yeah. So if we talk yeah. about these crazy you and sex me are stories. Definitely weird. <laughs> so oh, we, we just were throwing this dildo weird. around my apartment. I have like a loft apartment. I like chucked this this like ten inch cock at <laughs> Ellie's head and we were like dancing to Britney Spears with the cock. So I think we're I think we're we're normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your sex tell me the sex story? Do you have okay, is, you want just one stand out? Uh, yeah, there's definitely one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Well but. I've heard I've heard I've heard one of your six stories over dinner, mm-hmm. which seemed pretty, you know, stock standard. Stock standard. I'll tell you another one that's yeah. a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was a few people involved. Actually, I just honestly just thought of this. Okay, this is a question that we were asking ourselves on the road trip. We're like, when does it – so it's a twosome. No, it's – twosome is sex and then it's a threesome. <laughs> twosome. Dude, I, and then I had the best threesome. twosome the other day. <laughs> Last night, this twosome that I was involved in. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a threesome and then it's a foursome. Yeah. But you never say it's a fivesome. What is it after that? And that's an orgy. It's an orgy, right? Is that right? I mean, I think that if you if you want to specify, you know, all, all fivesomes are orgies but not all orgies are fivesomes. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like an orgy is an umbrella term for, I think technically a threesome is an orgy. Is it? Okay. I this think is so. What we no one call me on this. No one even email me. I don't care if I'm right <laughs> or wrong. Everyone always emails me being like, you said, I'm like, I just, it's an, um, I just was, I was just generalizing. Just generalize. Okay. Well, there you go. I okay. had a threesome. So you had a threesome. So it's an orgy. Okay. You had an is orgy. <laughs> I mean, orgy. we're saying it's an orgy just for, just for the clickbait Sorry, title. I had an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, okay, you had a threesome in the van. Um, it wasn't in the van. It was in a bedroom. Okay. Was it your first threesome? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Not Fair. at all. You looked at me like you're like embarrassed. Like no. And I'm like you're about to tell I'm me details about, right. the, about the threesome. You also you photograph vulvas. <laughs> you're like passion. You're like yeah. There was a vagina and a dick involved this time though. So it's confusing. Okay. So tell me how how did the threesome happen? Okay. It, tell me the start details. to finish. Is this what's like, it's a lot, right? Yeah, because it's okay. a lot. Because it's a lot yeah, of people. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an orgy. It's an orgy. Um, okay, so yeah. Well, I want to like skip to a part that I think is okay. really important Hit when me. the male was going down on the female mm-hmm. and it was a bit like, <laughs> like ravenous. Ra- like, ravenous. Like, 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 he was like, like he was like, he was like. <laughs> eating her alive. But yeah, see when you say that, I think like, yes. Like I'm like. Yeah, but then I think about it and I'm like, I've had a guy nibble on my clip before and I've been like, why, dude? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so um, anyway, then I went down on her mm-hmm. and I think because I do photograph vulvas as a living mm-hmm. and I've spent the past like year and a half learning the anatomy, learning everything about it, talking to like 300 women about, you know, what feels good and what pleasure is, like everything, been going to so many workshops mm-hmm. and – um, 
I did everything probably one tenth of the speed that he went at and she actually sat up halfway through and was like, can you please watch Ellie do this and learn? Because were they dating? Yeah, they were dating. So she had been dealing with the ravenous pussy eater. (laughs) (laughs) And it took a threesome with you and you're like, see, this is how. So I actually get a lot. This is actually good because I get a lot of emails and I get some comments and DMs from um, either bi women or gay women or even I've had like one from a dude being like, how do I eat pussy? Because I had an episode called Glug It Up where I described in detail how oh. I suck dick. And, you know, I get lots of DMs. I get DMs from boyfriends being like, thank you so much for teaching my girlfriend how to suck dick this well. Like it's like wow. life changing. Like, And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I am the dick master. Bow down to the dick master. Right. And like I'm bi, but I've I've eaten like three pussies in my life. So I don't know if I'm good. They've all been like. The first time I was like, man, like, this is so exciting. I don't know what <laughs> is going on. And then I, so I'm not like an expert, but you, oh. someone has asked you to instruct them. So can you give us a rundown of how to eat pussy? Oh my God. <laughs> um, Start, straight off the bat. Straight, straight off, off the, the bat. bat. Straight off the bat. Okay. Um, well, I think first of all is to awaken the entire body is really important. Well, I had me. sex last night and I gave the guy amazing head as always. And then he was like, I want to fuck you. And I literally was like, can you touch me for a while? Like yeah, I'm not going to so come important. unless I get like warmed up. Like yeah. I get like, like a nice pudding. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't just, you can't just stick your like, your, your hot cock inside my like ice cold pussy. And they're like, why aren't you wet? Like that's not okay. <laughs> So you're saying it's like a whole like embodied experience. A whole embodied experience. And I've mm-hmm. definitely learned this from um, from speaking to all of the women and I speak to a lot of sexologists, a lot of sex coaches, and they always say a woman can take up to 40 minutes to be aroused completely and ready for penetration. Right. Um, so, but, I mean, you might be having sex with a female. Like if I'm having sex with another girl, I'm completely starting with like tickling her hair and playing, kissing her ears mm-hmm. and like complete affection around the entire body before mm-hmm. I even get close to her pussy. Mm-hmm. So I'm awakening up all her erog- erogenous zones. So like playing with her nipples and like kissing her all down her back. That's a really sensitive spot for me is my back. Really? Yeah. Lower back? At my entire back, yeah. Oh, take I notes, everyone. <laughs> I'm like writing this down. I'm like, so back play apparently is a back thing. Back play. I love it. Really? I always say to guy, really nice. can you kiss all down my back? Hi, everyone. Just a quick interjection here. Uh, Editing Abby is here to give you a little update. I did sleep with someone after this episode was recorded and they started to kiss my back a little bit and they continue kissing my back. And let me tell you, if you don't have back play in your repertoire, please get it in there. I have never had anyone kiss my back, like my stomach, yes, my inner thighs. I think everywhere except my back. And it was insane so this was just a little extra encouragement to get someone to kiss all up your back ellie is correct we love her she's teaching us so much now back to that i love it so hot (laughs) i love it um and i love like the gentle tickle so all up and down my arms like sucking on my fingers everything mm. awakening my entire body and there's so many different ways a girl can orgasm we've got clitoral orgasms all the different cervical orgasms but the one we want is like the full body orgasm and this is the way you're going to get it it's from like like i said awakening okay. up the whole body okay um 
So this is what I did to this girl really slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I focused a lot on her thighs. So with really soft, I think females are really good at being like super slow soft. and super gentle. And, and patient. And really patient and mm. like reading the woman's body movements. Like mm. is her hips, it's her back arching yet, is her hips you know, thrusting mm-hmm. at you. She mm-hmm. like wanting more because mm-hmm. until she's doing that, you keep teasing her. I'm looking at you in the eyes. I know. Like... We're like having like severe eye contact for like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fully looking at you. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Everyone in this podcast like sexual tension. I'm always, like, I'm always like, how do you eat pussy? <laughs> Okay, so you're, yeah, you're like so anyway, up. my point is like slow everything down for to like one tenth of what you would usually go. Yeah. Right, so for like sure. really, I mean that's true though. It creates tension, doesn't it? It creates, like, yeah. Unless you've the tension has built like at the in the kitchen while you're cooking, and you know that's a whole different story. You can create all, yeah. <laughs> all I reckon is like make sure that she is really, really, really like she's warmed it. up. She's, she's like begging yeah. for it because yeah. yeah if you have her completely ready and back arched and like hands grabbing in the sheet, dying for and it, like dying for it, the moment your lips touch her lips or your tongue goes even the smallest bit inside, she's gonna be like, oh, that's so true. Yeah. So then, so, okay. So then, so then, when it comes to, so a huge part of it is tension building. Tension when building. It comes to women. Yeah. And then when it comes down to actually. Well, that's the thing. With, 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 with my guy got up tips, I was like, just tease him a little bit. And everyone's like, I never thought the te- to tease the guy just go straight to deep throat. And I'm like, no, but women need even more than that. More than that. Yeah. yeah. Foreplay is everything. Foreplay is sex. Oh, yeah. It and the same thing as well, like people need to understand that sex isn't just. I always say that like sex doesn't start and end with a boner. No way. Like, like you can have mutual masturbation. You could. A woman just getting eaten out by someone is sex. It like, is sex. Or yeah. you just giving head. Uh, to it like sucking a dick is sex yeah and like, i think it's like really important to know the anatomy so mm-hmm. how big the clitoris actually is there's mm-hmm. like this big wishing bone yeah. that goes all the way behind the labia so mm-hmm. even like gently using your fingers to stroke up and down the labia that is that is clitoral stimulation yeah so i think a guy often thinks that that little bulb that rose bulb that sticks out is the clit and they just like rub it out it's a smell, smelly sticker you know and they're like dun, 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 and you're like ah! and you're like please no just like yeah. gently just gently fucking touch me so then when yeah. you get, when you do get to eating the pussy when you get to um you know kiss the puss yeah how what's what's the what's the strategy Okay, so I have a really, really, really good um, illustration on my Instagram. Okay, comfortable Can in I my skin it? underscore. Yep. All right, we're back and you've got the thing. You've got, yeah, you've got so the um, diagram. Got the diagram. So it says take your tongue cross country. So it says mm-hmm. weave your tongue between all the folds and then do quick flicking licks on the clit. Mm-hmm. So and then it's got a little diagram of the flaps, like the outer labia, and it mm-hmm. says suck each side. Mm-hmm. It says suck, suck. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is, like, the labia often get neglected during yes. head. And yep. the best head that I've gotten is, yeah, it does involve the whole situation. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the vulva owner needs to be 
feeling really safe and comfortable mm-hmm. with someone paying attention to her labia because if she has insecurities about the length of her labia, the colour of her labia, anything to do with her labia and someone that's going down on her is like paying a lot of attention to her labia, she's going to be like in her head and, you know, you can't have an orgasm when you're in your head. You're in like no. fight or flight mode. Yeah. You're thinking about your safety. So you need to be doing this with someone that you're completely comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and then it says long licks and circle the clit. So start at the bottom from the anus and then go up mm-hmm. and then slowly circle the clit and mm-hmm. then go back down and then go up and circle. So it's a full we're – we're, basically we're trying to incorporate every part of the outer parts of the vagina. We're, yeah, we're trying so the to, vulva. The vulva and yeah. the clit. We're trying to involve everything rather yeah. than focusing on the clit, which I think a lot of people do. A lot of people just go straight to the clit. A lot of people, yeah, they just go straight to the and then and they either suck or, in my experience, but, or are ravenous. Yes. And <laughs> it's like it, it's too much too fast. It's too much. It's too much. So we, we, we need to go cross-country. What is yeah, it? Cross-country. Cross <laughs> and we need to just explore. I think as well, like, it's really hot when it's, like, an exploration thing, when it's, yes, like, what do you like? whole body. And, like, what do you like? Do you like kind of this? Not when people uh, just decide what what they think you'll like because of their past partners. And yeah. then it's to this. And you can tell they're just going straight forward. It's like, yeah, that, that feels good, but I, you, you need to, like, see what else feels good for me. Yeah, well, it's you know? just all communication, mm. and I'm I I feel like from comfortable in my skin, I've become really good at communicating with people about this mm-hmm. whole topic of the vulva. So if someone was going so, down on you, yeah, and they were being ravenous, and yeah. um, or they were being, or they weren't going down on you, and you wanted them to, how would you communicate something? Okay, if they were being too ravenous. Mm-hmm. I would pull them up and be like, babe, come and kiss me for a little bit. And then I would kiss them and show them that like I am really enjoying their company. And then I would talk about, hey, you know, I really like it when you do this. I really like it if you go Mm -hmm. a little bit slower because I love to be teased. Like I wouldn't put them down because I wouldn't want to like squash their – you know, I wouldn't want to make them mm-hmm. insecure or anything. I'd be like, this feels so good, but this feels really good for mm-hmm. my body when you do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. the way that I'd communicate it. And then mm-hmm. I would say I love it when like – Positive affirmations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love it when a guy is like super softly like with his tongue rubbing up and down my labia but then sliding a finger in really slowly like every now and then, you know, making me want more mm-hmm, and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The past two men that I've said with haven't eaten me out and I'm so confused oh. about it. But I'm like, I know if like, oh, I know if it's an issue with me with and someone. it's making me subconscious about my vulva, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Um, but, and then what if someone wasn't, what if you were me and the past two men that you've slept with haven't eaten you out? Like I, I'm genuinely, I'm like. i up at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I have. Have you? I have very, uh, well, when I, so I had my period the first time I slept with this person. Okay, that's and understandable. Then, Oh, totally. In a new relationship. And then totally. And then I was like, I don't want to go down with me a couple of days after because it just still it's still period-y in the first time, a you know. Bit bloody. And then I haven't had my period the past couple of days until today at dinner when I got it mid-dinner with you. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> Which is so funny because I had somebody write into me oh, that message. Yeah. Can I read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, tangent. Tangent. And then So Ellie, uh, 
she gets a lot of messages from a lot of different people because she's very vulva-centric. Yeah, so it says, hey, Ellie, I was at a restaurant last night and my period leaked all down my leg. I went to the bathroom panically, ignoring all the eyes that saw eyes that saw it on my white dress along the way as I did the dash. When I got there, I saw the hand sanitizer, thanks COVID, and used it on paper towel to clean myself <laughs> up. Um, fucking ow. Okay, did not know how to express this enough through a message, but ouch. I've learned from my mistake, but could you please let your beautiful community know never do this ever. So period. everyone, the lesson to be learned is don't put hand sanitizer um, anywhere near vajuts and Or anything. Or anything because it even hurts like little cuts in your hands. But yes. so I was in the restaurant so we and I was like. reading this message and then suddenly Abby. I was like, I'm on period. And she's like, what? And I was like. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out like there's a fluoro green skirt on, yeah. and she's like, I hope I hope it's I hope it's spilled. I like, <laughs> on your skirt. Anyway, so I went period for a little, for obviously normal amount of time, and then um, now I haven't had my period. Like I really haven't had it. I've been waiting for it to come, mm-hmm. and he hasn't eaten me out. But when I got when we were on the phone when I was in Sydney, he was like, I can't wait to eat you out when you get back. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. Like if I don't know what's going on, and it's making me like subconscious about my my oh, my vulva, no. my meaty little vulva, the poor Your little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I've I've yeah, because I, I have asked him in like, a, and then he was over when he when he came over. I was like, we were just like talking. Like I think we, I don't know. I was like, came for you to eat me, but like in like a band way. I was like, came yeah. to get this pussy and like threw something at him. He was like, yeah, fuck yeah. You're a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, my five-year-old. And, um, and yeah, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to approach this. I think it's easy. You're such a confident girl. You just talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I have asked him. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I'm like, I don't know if my, like, if, I'm like, do I have an infection and I can't smell it? <laughs> like, Well, it's actually funny you say that. Okay, because, yeah, okay. Let's talk about bacteria that. vaginosis. Yes. Because that is, without a doubt, okay, I... I've photographed now about 300 women's vulvas and there's so many topics come up like, oh, my gosh, consistently. I've got herpes. I've been sexually abused. I don't mean to say these things lightly because I know that they're very serious topics, but I want to go on to say bacteria vaginosis is my favourite topic of all because I've had it. I've had it before as well. It's fucked. It's fucked. It stinks. But, but, can the you, most... but when I had it the first time, I could tell myself. Now I'm Same. like, but I don't know. But I don't know if I'm like. I literally am like, do I? Does my put? Should I just ask you? Abby, can I please tell you my BV story? Because you're gonna love it so much. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, so I work on the super yachts as a stewardess, mm-hmm. and I just joined this boat in Bas- Oh no, in mainland Spain. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just joined this boat in Mallorca, which is an island between Spain and France. Mm-hmm. And I'd been at Yacht Week, Croatia Sail. Oh, yeah, how fun. So fun. But got, got BV there, which is a mixture of different bacteria inside of your pussy. And it doesn't smell good at all. Anyway. It like, it's like, you know, people say like fish market. Like yeah, it smells, that's where if that's girls where it comes from. listening, if you think your vagina smells like fish, Go to the doctor and ask if you have bacteria vaginitis because yeah. you probably do. And medication is gnarly for it. Yeah, and then you get thrush. It's just this vicious cycle. It's it's a vicious, vicious, vicious cycle. It's a vicious. <laughs> also, also not just girls. I mean, any vulva owner. Vulva owner. Yeah. Yes, love that. Okay, so um, I joined this boat and I'm like wearing this really tight squat that was my uniform and it was pulling on me. Because it's little shorts inside a skirt, and the aircon was really strong. And there was two boys that 
were on the boat and one looked so much like Zac Efron that I put him on my Instagram story and I got 40 messages being like, I cannot believe you've met Zac Efron. It was not him, but he was so good looking. And then there was another one and I got told that I had to move into their cabin and one of them was moving out. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm like, oh, my God, my undies are smelling. You know, you can smell it on yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And anyway, so suddenly I've got to move into a cabin with one of these really sexy boys and I'm... With fish puss. With fish puss. Yeah, but you can blame one on the ocean at least. <laughs> <laughs> like I might be a sardine stuck it's in my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I'm like, okay, I'm like going to bleach this whole cabin because it stinks. The two boys had lived in there for a year, so I was like, I'm going to go fucking like clean this whole thing. I spent the whole day cleaning um, anyway, you can imagine the smell of the undies after cleaning for like five hours. Mm. I put them on my bed and my clothes and I forget that I'm sharing a cabin with a male and I go into the shower and I like shampoo my hair, condition my hair, shave my whole body because we were arriving in Barcelona and I was going to jump off the boat and go and get a thrush tablet because like so many people do, I confused BV for thrush. It's yes. a really common thing to do because mm. we're not educated on what BV is. No, you don't hear about it until you, you get diagnosed with it. You never hear about it, yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, I'm in the shower and I come out and the one of the boys is sitting next to my pile of clothes where the undies are and I can literally smell it. And then the other one that looks like Zac Efron walks into the room and his first line is, holy shit, it stinks like minge in here. And I just die. I'm like, I grab. Was he English? He was English. How did you Men? know? Was it minge? He said minge, yeah. He said minge. He said minge. So I grabbed oh, so my like, clothes. Was it English that I get from? I was Fuck. like, how did you know? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, oh, it gets worse. No, I have goosebumps. So okay. I, I hide in the bathroom and they leave and I do this awful thing when I'm nervous or if I like someone where I word vomit and I just talk and talk and talk and talk. And I go outside and I'm just like I'm all doled up and I'm like get me off this boat and I go to walk off and they're on the passerail at the end of the boat and I just I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to tell them. <laughs> and I don't even think about it. I just go up to the two boys and I'm like, look, guys, I've been at Yacht Week and my skirt's too tight and the air con, so there's no air down there and um, it really smells, I'm aware, and they're like literally leaning back away from me and then the English guy goes, what is happening? <laughs> like, And then I was like, I have thrush, I have thrush. That's why my cabin smells like minge. And he was minge, like, like minge. It's like minge. I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> and then, and then he was like, "Oh, Ellie, like in England, minge means like woman. Like I meant your cabins because you'd bleached it and you shampooed and conditioned and shaved. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, Ellie. Yeah. But minge, minge is minge is minge is like pussy. Yeah. And he was like, nah. He was like, he had no idea what I was talking about. And he wrote me a message after being because I was like, I've got thrush. <laughs> Everyone on the ship. I'm, okay, so okay, so you. So he had, had no idea. He literally thought I was. He literally thought it smelled like a woman, and he mm-hmm. said minge because where he comes from, minge is just minge yeah. is just like a chick. Right. So then, yeah. so then you thought I had thrush, but then you got off the boat, and then how yeah. did you figure out had BV? Oh, I flew home because I was at the end of my and trip. It that long. And um, oh well, I was at the end of my trip, so I went home like a week later, right. and my roommate Emma, who I'd lived with for a long time. Mm. <laughs> Um, we were in the bathroom and I was like, Em, like my undies really smell. And she's like, oh, she's so, so good to live with this girl. She's just so honest. She's like, yeah, fuck, sis, like your undies Ooh. smell. And so I went to the doctor straight away. She's like, you've got BB. 
was so easy. They just gave me one thing of antibiotics, cured in a week, gone, never to be had again. This was like years ago. Mm. But then you get and, thrush because but the you do get and thrush take common, and take and then probiotics. To, yeah. To get rid of the but thrush I, and the canister. Since and the- then, become pretty obsessed with BV. And mm. even I was at a hen's party and we played this game like, never ever have I ever had BV. And there were 17 girls there. And we went around the circle and we all told our BV stories. And I didn't even actually get to tell mine because there were so many other funny ones like it's that common but it's not spoken about ever and it needs no no one ever talked I mean I think yeah I've had to tell my friends what it is I didn't really have like a BV story I just I think I like went to get a pap smear and I did all the swabs and they're like oh BV and I I asked my boyfriend at the time I was like does my pussy smell and he's like no and I was like but is this what you're used to now like and this is why now I'm paranoid now you're paranoid well now I'm literally like do I have BV but I can't I literally like this, okay, this is also, this in. is, like, in my podcast, every time I do this at the podcast, I'm like, do I say it? And I'm like, fuck it. Someone's going to learn from this. I literally finger myself mm. and, like, smell my fingers. And I'm like, like, after sex, like, after sex last night, I was like, I'm like, I forgot to say his name. Someone was falling asleep next to me. And I was like, why didn't he eat me out? Like, I was like. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I can't smell anything. Mm. And I, my discharge is normal. Yeah. But like. Always just go and see a doctor if you're curious. Like, but I think you're just being paranoid. But why isn't he eating me out? Why have two men not eating me out who have openly said, I love eating pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, it's either my meaty pussy or I have a smelly pussy. I'm like, it's something to do with me. This or is like society's what it's done to This you. is literally the perfect segue into what you do. But I'm actually, yes. now that we're talking about this, I'm going to call the person that I was on the phone to, um, uh, but before you when when you arrived here mm. and I'm just gonna be ask him and be like just why haven't him. you eaten me out yeah what's going on because I it, finding a guy or a girl that eats you out is like an absolute well it's a it's a yeah it's a must especially, especially when I give I suck a dick so well like <laughs> like I am like these people are like this is the best head I've ever gotten you're fucking amazing like don't mean to toot my own horn guys but like it's the truth it's like they the text truth. me being like I'm thinking about you sucking my dick and I'm like I wish I could say the same I wish I could say to you I'm thinking about you you know pussy but I'm not sure what that's like I'm not sure what it's like <laughs> I have no point of reference. I have no idea. And this person, this person that I, that, that, well, one of them, when I first met them, they were like, you know, like I wanted to make this girl come last week and I was eating her pussy for hours. But that's the thing is that I'm like, why haven't you so eaten my pussy? About like making a girl come. But so did this person, but, but like we did everything when I saw them to make me come and we, we, we made me come, but he, they didn't eat me out. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe my pussy smells. <laughs> if I didn't appear right now, I'd be like, smell my pussy. I, I, would two, smell I know, pussy. I know you I'd would. Do the test I know like, you would. Fine. But the thing and is, if it did smell, I'd be like, it smells. Because yeah. it's completely normal and it's well, it's normal exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, I need and with my ex boyfriend, he would just tell me, he'd be like, oh, you, you taste a bit thrushy, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, do I? Then I go to the doctor, and they're like, oh, you do, or you don't have it, or like, oh, you just you know, you're just yeah. ovulating or something. And this is the thing as well, your your discharge changes. In your ovulation cycle, Completely. like when I'm ovulating, I have I have like a, a lot of lotion discharge, and I always think it's thrush every month. Yeah, and every month I have a doctor. Do you and have like, flow? Do you have the app flow? Yes. Yeah. And it's and my my cycle so is good. 28 days um of 28 day cycle four day period. Yeah. So it's like and it's perfect, perfect every month. Yeah. So I know when I'm ovulating, I can feel when I'm ovulating. So I know that my 
I know my discharge is like at different points of the month. Mm-hmm. But then I sometimes I'm like, is it thrush? And I go, I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just crazy. Like there's so much that so changes hard, with, with, yeah. your, with having a uterus, which is your whole thing. So can you explain project. what Comfortable in My Skin is? Sure. So pretty much from when I was like, so, so, so young, like 14. I lost my virginity really young. I had a guy say something when I was maybe 14. Um, and it just about, about my vulva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just stuck with me forever. Do you remember what they said? <laughs> yeah. I, I have a story as well. We'll tell our stories. Tell me. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, oh, it's so fucked. I'm like, okay. He said it looks like. Okay, it wasn't the guy that I slept with. It was his brother. What? And he wrote to me on MSN. That's how long ago it was. Did he nudge you before he did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He said it looks like a truck had run over my vagina. He used the wrong word, so fuck him. Um, yeah, and I was so young. I was so, so young. Um, and That's awful. Yeah, it was awful and it wasn't even him I slept with anyway. But anyway, that was the start of it and then it just got worse from there I because I used to surf and I would hear everything in the car park, what the boys would say. Like they'd be like, oh, hers is like a messy kebab or things like this. Oh. And um, it just traumatised me. Every time a guy went down on me, I was so nervous I was like oh my god does mine look like a messy kebab or like everything that the boys had said was like stuck in my head and I could just never quite get past it Mm. um and then I heard about like innies and outies which a lot of people think is like the belly button but (laughs) it can also be talked about like the vulva can be an innie or an outie which is like whether the inner labia protrudes lower than the outer labia which now that I've photographed so many vulvas if you go on to www.comfortableskin.com and look at my blog flip through my flaps. There's about a hundred vulvas on there and you'll see that it's like they're all so different and the labia sometimes protrudes lower, sometimes it doesn't. Like there's so many different ways that labia can be always asymmetrical like the rest of our bodies. You know, it's not – and anyway, um, I just started to one day – I kept sleeping with people and then I'd cry so much to my sister and um, one day I, I I was older, I was like 20 and I'd been travelling for, you know, year, two years and I came home and I slept with someone and I was in the park and I was crying to my sister. I'm like, he's going to tell people what my vulva looks I wasn't calling a vulva then. I was like, what my vagina looks like. And my sister said to me, like, you know, there's this thing that maybe you could get called labioplasty because she was like so worried because the thing with like being self-conscious about your pussy is like you don't tell anyone and so because Nikki was the only no I was gonna say it's it's quite it's really that you private would tell someone yeah. yeah so because Nikki was the only person I told and I'd get so upset and I'd cry and she was like this amazing support network but it was like quite a lot for her to listen to all the time she'd be like you're you know like you need help Ellie so I I spoke to so many GPs about it but they <laughs> Never did anything. Well, I actually was talking to an ex-boyfriend of mine. This is like in the past 12 months. Yeah. And I was like, I want a nose job. And he said mm. to me, this is not ex-boyfriend that I love, by the way, everyone. This is a different one. <laughs> that, tragic. I said, I want a nose job. And he said, well, why don't you spend that money on a labiaplasty instead? No. Yeah, it was like in like January. No. We'd broken up by then. But I was like, I'm kidding. And I was like, that's not, 
remotely funny. It's not funny. Yeah, it's... I was with a guy the other day who paid for hit the last girl who was with have labiaplasty. And he it's was so... like, if you want it, like I'll literally pay for you. And I was like, no, you couldn't. I've done so much work on myself. I'm in such a good place now. And I thank every single girl that I photograph for helping me get here because I, you couldn't pay me to have labiaplasty now. Like yeah. I've learned how many nerve endings are in the labia and everything that's down there. And I'm like, why would I change a part of my body that brings me pleasure to fit society's idea of beauty? Like it is insane when mm. you think about what labiaplasty actually is. Absolutely. And I was you know, 20 when I went for my first appointment and I walked in there and I was crying and I said, I, you know, I want to change this. And she didn't even look at my Evolver. She didn't even go anywhere near there. And I told her, she told me how much it was. And I said, I don't have that, but like I can maybe save. Is there like a way that I can get it under Medicare? And she was trying to help me get it cheaper. She's and she was going, you know, maybe we could say because your labia is long like you get thrush and, you know, this, these people are just money making, making money out of our insecurities that they yeah. create, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and these young beautiful girls are going in there and they're just chopping off their labia because and, and, and for this what? is like, for what? Like for three grand. Anyway, I ended up having two appointments in Sydney and both of them did the same thing. They were just like, yep, we can do it straight away um and and then I ended up because I work over in India a lot um as a nanny and I saved the money and I went to see a surgeon and I was so awkward when I went in there I was calling it liposuction and just pointing at my vulva oh my god and um this beautiful Indian man is like he completely thought I wanted liposuction on my legs mm. And he was like, "That's so funny." So, but you knew you knew the word for it, but you just didn't want to. So awkward. Mm. Like it's such a awkward situation to be in. Like I'm, I'm a really quite a confident girl, I guess, in social scenes. But I was yeah. so uncomfortable in this office, and I was just like pointing. I couldn't get the words right. And then he got out this highlighter and was drawing on my legs. And then I ended up saying to him, "Like, what? What happens with my legs? Like, I'm really confused." And he said, you want liposuction, don't you? I was said to him on my vagina, not my legs. And then he said to me, like, have you seen others? Like yours is just, you know, yours is just, it's just your just labia. Your labia. Just yeah. Your... And then um, I went back into his office and he said, madam, I think you're much better to spend the money on a chin extension. And not on a chin? On your chin extension. He told me to get a chin extension. <laughs> He said this is something that every... Okay. <laughs> it's like when I go watch the nose of concert, they're like, you know, there's a lot that needs fixing. And I'm yeah. like, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. He And he went and got a side mirror. A and chin extension? Yeah, he told me to put my teeth forward like this. And um, and he said I could fix, I could make you look like this all the time so that you don't have, so that you've got a better jawline. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's when I had my aha moment and I was like, I love, like, I do definitely have no jawline, but I do this and I send my friends selfies all the time yeah. of, like, double chins. And that's me. And that's when I realised, like, my pussy is also me. Yes. Fuck it if a guy or girl doesn't like it. Like, it's mine mm. and I love it and it brings me pleasure and they have to love all of me. I only have one body and I'm going to love all of me. And if mm -hmm. someone doesn't love them, then fuck it. Yeah. I mean, so so then when did you start comfortable in my skin? So then I flew home 
from India and I... That doctor, uh, what a legend. I know. I mean, the chin comment wasn't necessarily <laughs> fun. We digress. We appreciate, we appreciate him for starting this movement. He's yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Well, he told me, he gave me this advice. He said, I suggest you see other one. And so I kind of took it a bit far and was like, I'm going to photograph 500 pussies and show everyone what they all look like. Um, I was really lucky I met someone on the way home whose mum had brought him up like so educated on pussies mm. and he could tell that I was self-conscious down there and he just like, he gave me my first ever orgasm because he made me feel safe, made me feel comfortable mm. and um, I said like I want to do this for girls all around the world. Like I want to make them feel comfortable in their skin because it extends so much further from out of the bedroom. Like when mm. you're comfortable in your body and you learn how to connect with your pussy and you learn how to masturbate and you learn how to feel pleasure, it actually comes out in every single way of your life. Totally. It's amazing. Like yeah. since I've connected with my vulva and I bring myself pleasure and I can have really good sex now, like with anybody, you know, yeah. like who am whoever I'm with, I enjoy the sex because I'm not laying there in my head being like what are they thinking um I'm laying there just being like enjoying it for me yeah um and I wanted every single person in the world to feel like that so mm. I was like what I needed as a teenager was to feel normal which mm -hmm. is like by seeing other ones so I was like I'm gonna create this book this fucking thick thick table coffee table book mm. and I'm gonna just be like people can just flick through the flaps mm -hmm. and just see all of the vulvas amazing like from the age of 18 to 100 mm -hmm. all body you know I've had a really tough time getting diversity like age weight um cultural but mm. I'm trying so and I guess hard. you meet yeah you meet people that are around the same age as you meet people that, yep. that will do it and it's uh yeah mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely so grown. if anyone is if anyone's any any if it, Oh, anyone wants to do it, but particularly yeah. if you, um, please you reach know, out to me if you want to do it. Yeah, if you want to do it, reach out to yeah. Ellie because on Come from My Skin underscore on Instagram because um, you could be part of a book that could be life changing for mm. that will be life changing for so many um, vulva owners. And um, have you? So have you? Um, what are I guess the most prominent themes you find when you take photos of? Uh, people who have vulvas is it that people do you think I guess what, I'm, what I want to ask is do you think everyone with a vulva is subconscious to a certain degree or yes. do you think the the people that Although, have the people that have uh like quote-unquote porn star pussies mm. are they more confident yes no I think it's like the your story like your journey is what's cr so definitely I found that people that have parents that are just like um you know mums that are really open that walk around naked and talk about it it's really education I think people that are well educated on the vulva diversity then they're usually more confident like I photographed about 10 midwives and they have just laid down and spread their legs and just been like what have you been doing today you know there's no shame or like waxes as well waxes so people that see them in their careers or things like this they're usually very confident mm -hmm. um it's mostly people that a 
lot of, I've actually photographed a lot of people that have been brought up in like a Christian or religious family. Who and don't have any exposure. That, no. And they've got a lot of shame about body image and sex mm-hmm. before marriage. That is really damaging, I've noticed. Mm. Um, definitely a lot of people have been through sexual assault and that's um, something that really saddens me. That's I've It's come up a lot, a lot, a lot in photo shoots. I didn't realise how many people go through that. Because with your photo shoots, you take a lot of time. Like So Ellie and I met when we were at um, an event uh, called This Hot Mess in Geelong with Kim Cooper and also Asti Marie and you did photo shoots there. Yes. And... They were quite quick. Yeah, I got but they 15 was, minutes with each Yeah, person. which she was saying is very quick. So yeah. your usual, usual process is quite drawn out. So you get to know the people that you're taking photos of. Yeah, so usually someone will message me and they'll come over. I might rent a studio or sometimes do a nature shoot. I travel a lot, like I said, because I'm a nanny for work. So I'm always in quite beautiful places. I go to Byron Bay a lot or the Gold Coast. Um, so sometimes we might choose a waterfall or somewhere outdoors and we'll meet there and we always talk for like an hour and a half and I ask them like why how did you find out about comfortable in my skin because sometimes it's like a partner who's in a relationship and and the guy has found out about my page and they'll send it to the partner and be like you should look into this because I know that you're not comfortable naked so I really always like to know the backstory of how they found out because it brings up a lot and then then we dive deep into being like what are you self-conscious of and I've got all the photos in like an album and we go through them all if I'm at home I have it on my 27 inch mac and we flick through every single vulva that I photographed because I like bringing people together that suffer from the same oh yeah that's great so they can feel comfortable in their skin yeah You'll never be able to say the word Never. Again. Um, so before they do the shoot, then they understand. Before they do the shoot. So, like, I have so many photos of girls with, like, complete bush, you know. So there's, oh, like, yeah. and, like, someone might be self-conscious because their bush is so big, but they like having bush. And I've got a few girls that are like that or someone that's got ginger pubes. And I'm like, look, there's, like, five girls with ginger pubes or a lot of people have torn through pregnancy right. sideways so that like pulls when they have sex and they're really uncomfortable and it actually hurts them and things like this. Um, another girl, she got labiaplasty and it hurt, she got so badly damaged in the operation. Mm-hmm. She had to have it three times because <gasps> they took off too much labia and it's something that can actually never be replaced. So there's... Oh, my God. Yeah, I, there's actually quite a few girls oh. because... Labiaplasty isn't something that is taught. Like these people that are doing it are cosmetic surgeons. They're not plastic surgeons. So the plastic surgeons often have to fix things that cosmetic surgeons do. Um, oh, yeah, there's my face right now. <laughs> uh, um, I've seen some fucking horrific well, photos. Like, this thing, like I, I used to be really subconscious about my vagina, but my vulva, and then I had my ex-boyfriend who like made me love it but now that we're not together anymore I'm like I'm very subconscious about it again I know I just want to say like if there's any men listening like how important it is because when you have someone that worships you and says to you like compliments and 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 enjoys going down on you and just comp I don't know just makes you feel safe and confident like how much it changes your whole life yeah um ex-boyfriend I loved that but then but then, um, yeah, now, like, sleeping with a new man, I get, I get so... Like, I'll be at dinner, I'll be thinking you have to see my vagina. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you need to do a comfortable message. I know. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah, it's really fucked. And everyone's like, oh, like, you're so comfy. Uh, I, I, I get, I don't know. I used, I, five months ago, I was like completely fine. I was like, fuck it. If There's like with, so many things And now you I can just do. get, but that, and then when they don't go down on me. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I want to talk to these boys. I mean, <laughs> one's across the road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I mean, I actually am going to text one of them after this and be like, this is a question. Why haven't you gone down on me? Why have you not eaten my pussy? Because it makes me, it makes me so subconscious, but I, I don't even have an explanation why. I had a whole podcast being like, it doesn't matter what your mama looks like. No, no, no. And then now I've, like, regressed. It's very confusing. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, there's, you should do, like, mirror work. It's so, it works. Yeah, I do, and I you hate myself. Of- do you? Even, but even on FaceTime, the other day I was having FaceTime sex with someone. No one, one looks of, good on FaceTime. No one. See, yeah, I mean, well, I was having FaceTime sex with one of the people that hasn't eaten me out. And <laughs> I, he was like, he really wanted to see it and was like, and he was like, open your legs. And I was like, no. No. And he was like, open your legs. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And like, this is me, everyone, by the way, I have a sex podcast. Yeah. I'm like, this is like the hardest thing I've like said on the podcast because everyone thinks I'm just like confident, like I don't give a fuck. And everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. But I genuinely was like, no. And he's like, like I'm going to come if you, I see your pussy. And we'd had sex like yeah. five times before. That's the funny thing. The is- week before we'd had sex. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you've seen, also I was like walking around his house naked. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, and then, but then, and then he's like, and then when I did it, he was like, you know, like, spread it open and like finger yourself and he came but then i'm still thinking like oh was he just copying it which is fucking insane it's so sad it's insane and even over dinner he was like oh no you're like your pussy does this really hot thing that it does this thing and it like grips it and like it's amazing and, <laughs> and like uh, me last can night can you please tell me that what's that thing that your pussy does so he was he was saying he said this so this is over dinner he was like oh it's something really interesting that um your 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 vagina does is it grips onto dick while you're having sex and apparently it's a whole category of porn oh i was like i was like really and he was like yeah it's like a whole thing like i've never had it before but i've seen it in porn and i was like what i no idea what he's talking about not a clue i have to ask him to our face him tomorrow and ask him but um but still even after those that conversation and we've had sex multiple times. I'm like naked in his house. I'm fine being naked in his house. I still am like, I, f- I feel very subconscious about it with new people. And I think mm. he hasn't eaten me out. If he needed me out, I'd be okay. But even still, I can't, I can't like relax because I'm like, you're like, you're looking at <laughs> And you're going to think it's strange. Even though my, like, my ex-boyfriend, like. Talk me through what you think is strange. Um, so like. Some this is what's bizarre about it. I mean, obviously it depends on blood flow. So like when I'm like not turned on, it's like quite like in there. The 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 okay, the inner labia is like not showing really. Yeah. And then because when like front on me just describe my vagina I'm on this interested. podcast. Okay, so like when I'm like front on, you can't see any of my like quote unquote meat my inner labia, right? Yeah. 
what do you call it? Meat. The meat. The fucking the, <laughs> the what did my ex used to call it? The the Reuben. Which in like a loving way, he'd be like, I'm dying for some Reuben, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I'm when I'm like front on, like in the mirror, there's no like slit. Yeah, okay. Up. Yeah. Like and the, but then like it's like asymmetrical almost. Like imagine like a triangle. Yeah. And this is my clit. Yeah, okay. And then there's like a it like gets longer in like a triangular way towards my anus. Oh, okay. So you you go you've got longer you've got longer labia. Yeah, you've got longer labia, but it's in like a bizarre shape. And then when I'm turned on, yeah. obviously there's more blood flow, and it's like dingle dangle up in this bitch. <laughs> 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 Look, when I was having sex last night, we changed positions, and I was like, I can feel my labia dangling because I'm so turned on. <laughs> It's like dripping. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, I'm ready. Yeah, but I was like, this is so, like, I was so embarrassed. But then, no. then the second later, he's like, your pussy feels so good. And I was like. And that's the power of one little compliment. Yeah, then I came. Then yeah. you came, yeah, because yeah. you feel safe. Yeah, yeah, then I came and you feel really sexy. hard. Yeah. But, like, I, I, get, I just get very scared about it. I think the fact that these, I think because the two, oh, I'm going to cry, because the two men, since I've um, become my ex-boyfriend, haven't gone down anyway, I feel like. Oh, <laughs> I get really subconscious about it. I'm like, oh, oh maybe crying. my boyfriend just loved me so much that he like copped it and lied to me for four years. No, <laughs> you're rude. And even on The Bachelor, I get scared of having sex with Matt because I'd be like, oh, did you see my vagina? <laughs> oh my God, you're actually crying. Yeah. Okay, no. I want you to like stand up and I'll be like... We'll <laughs> <laughs> do it off mic. It's not really a visual thing. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so it's just, it's just I like this is like the thing like no one ever on this podcast or on Instagram like sees me like be like not like everyone's like she's so confident she doesn't give a fuck, but I mean like this is something that, like so many people feel like it is something that's so many and it's why people are like because I charge a hundred dollars per shoot and people are like why do people pay you to photograph their pussy and I'm like it is so much deeper than that. And, oh. and it's so relatable because mm. every fucking vulva owner goes through it. It's not yeah. just you. It's not just you every time a guy goes down and or <laughs> doesn't go down on you. Yeah. The lack of it. The lack of the it lack is the of confusion. It. <laughs> I'm like, dude, maybe I do. I just have BV. I mean, I, I mean, I mean me, I me, me hoping I have BV so that it isn't a labia issue. Like... <laughs> Okay, so we're, okay, so <laughs> we're we, back. I've just I've just shown Ellie my vagina, my vulva. She was so nervous. <laughs> oh my god, I felt like I was like oh, so I had my period. As I well. got nervous because you were so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a verdict is verdict is <laughs> it is completely fucking normal. It's so normal, and this is what's sad is it's like how the fuck did you get here? Me crying How the did podcast. you get here that you cried? I mean, the fact that I texted someone that I'm sleeping with being like, I just need to collect some data tomorrow. Can we FaceTime to discuss my, my vagina? And he, said, <laughs> and he said, okay, question mark. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Um, lovely to chat with you. Kind regards, Abby. I mean, could you smell vaginosis? vaginosis? No. Just period. No, no, there was just blood and toilet paper. Oh, isn't that Everything beautiful? Else was beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. I'm glad we've got this. I'm okay, glad we've got this review. Clear that, yeah. Okay, thanks so much, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, we're back. I was crying about something. It's fine, we're moving on. Um but yeah, I mean usually I'd edit that out, but I feel as though at this late stage, we'll just keep it in because people need to know about um me being insecure about my rube and vagina. Or my bacterial vaginosis. <laughs> or uh, thrush who knows what the fuck's going on or just like 
my period. Like I, I, I don't know. Like why am I not getting me crying on the podcast? We're not getting eaten out. Imagine <laughs> they listen and they're like, oh, I just didn't think you wanted to get eaten out. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm a mess. Yeah. Every other person eats me out as if the two most recent. And I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I reckon tomorrow you're going to get both of them being like, can't wait to eat pussy or something. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it, 100%. Okay, no, so, we know it. So let's go back to the interview, not just me crying on the podcast. So what do you think? Because what you do is amazing and you love what you're doing. But what do you think is the hardest thing about what you do? Because it would be very rewarding, but it would be also very difficult because it's very... I mean, I'm crying. We're just having a chat. You know what I mean? You're not even photographing my vulva. So yeah, what's the hardest part? It's easy to say that. Like the best part about it is seeing the transition from when they first come to when they leave. Like the way that a girl vulva owner transforms is amazing Mm -hmm. from the start to the finish. Um, The hardest part is definitely like trying because, I mean, so this is kind of hard to explain, but... I take on a lot of energy and stories when I sit with these people and I'm not actually trained as a therapist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I ta- I've taken on a lot of the energy of each girl and I haven't learned how to like not go to bed and think about it. Yeah. So I often um, – and because it was something that was really traumatic for me in my life, like it was, it was really hard for me to – connect with my vulva and I am in a really good place now but Mm -hmm. there's it's yeah the other thing is like um I think this is quite hard for me to word but um in January I went to a workshop and I was um I was sort of tied up and it was supposed to be something that was pleasure pleasurable (sighs) and um, Which needs a trigger warning. Yeah, it needs that, a like, huge trigger warning. If that's warning. going to happen to you, you need to know before you attend the Yeah, and I've noticed workshop. that there's a lot of people that are like coaches and doing these workshops and things like this. And they're really like not trained psychologist or not trained therapist. And they're unlocking you so, um, you know, I think it, it's... Like I said before, it's crazy how many people have been through sexual trauma and I have been through my own, mm-hmm. which I'm not comfortable to share mm-hmm. on the podcast or publicly ever. But um, I think a lot of people have and there's all these now sexologists and coaches and healers and they and I sometimes get a little bit worried that I'm opening up girls because when, you know, when you're going through a vulva photography shoot with me, they often... I, I often, you know, you're not just opening your legs, you're opening up your heart and your sh- voice chakra and you're telling me things that are oh like... Oh my God, that's episode title. You're not opening just <laughs> your legs, you're opening your heart. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, they go really deep. Yeah. And like I went really deep in this workshop and um, I couldn't get out of bed for an entire week after the workshop because I something triggered for me and it brought back some really bad memories and I was completely bedridden. And I feel like the aftercare wasn't there and Mm -hmm. I never want to do to a person that I photograph what happened to me that day. Mm. And I think there's a lot of lessons, like everything that happens to you in life happens for a reason and I'm kind of glad that that happened to me so that I'm now aware of how 
to treat someone when they come in for a shoot because everybody has a story and everybody has a journey and most people are coming to me because they feel some kind of shame or you know their families created shame or society's created shame and yeah I think it's the same with when a person's having sex with you like aftercare isn't talked about enough it's so important and Mm -hmm. aftercare from a workshop aftercare from a photo shoot aftercare from anything where someone is open and letting you in is so important so I think that's probably the hardest part for me is how to make someone feel safe in the environment Mm. when they're with me and in the environment and when they leave me Mm -hmm. so do you think there's any like tips you have to people who are going to go to workshops or on how to see if it's going to be a I guess they're all legitimate to a certain degree but I mean I guess a good one or a productive one or do you not know until you're there or do you have any tips when you're there Oh, it's so hard. I think that it's more so important to the person hosting the workshop Mm -hmm. to send out any trigger warnings like you are going to be tied up or you are going to, you know, I don't know. I just think um, because I do host a lot of workshops now and I send out in an email everything like please. Start to finish. Start to finish, please please get in touch with me before this workshop if you have been sexually abused or because, you know, you, you don't know what anyone's been through and if you then put them into a room and get them naked in front of other people, or you know, like it's it's a pretty wild world we're coming into. Like women are coming back in their power and um, yoni mapping, yoni massaging, all of these things is coming actually into almost trend. Well, yoni massaging as well, but something to talk about at dinner and I hadn't heard of yoni mapping. I'd heard of yoni massaging. Mm. And um, uh, I guess a friend, Asti, had given me a cervical massager, I think. She was wand. A, she gave you a, a, a yoni a, wand. A yoni wand. Yeah. And when she was talking, I remember she was talking to us about it after the workshop and she was saying how it will release all this emotion. And, it will do, and I was like, shut up, Asti. And she was like, <laughs> and she's like no, I know it sounds like woo-woo, but. It, it it will happen. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, I was with my ex we were dating at the time and I told him about it mm. and we were having like a a bit of like a, 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 a weird moment with our sex life and he did it to me and I cried. I like sobbed for yeah. 20 minutes afterwards without so much. So yoni mapping is basically that? Or? You wouldn't even know what pain you're storing up inside of your yoni. Like it's mm. such a sacred space. And, you know, when you're massaging there, you're bringing this connection in. And it's actually like you're bringing your head, you're connecting your head and your heart and you're connecting your entire body up into your yoni, which Mm -hmm. is like your entire womb space. And I don't know how to explain it, Um, but it is so powerful and it needs to be done the right way. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of scaring me how many people are becoming healers and everything just by on their Instagram page, page saying like I'm a healer and then people are going to them and what qualification do they have? What, what qualification do they have? And yeah. I, I personally, I'm a preschool teacher. I don't have any qualification of going inside a woman's sacred space and I'm never mm. going to do that. I just want to continue photographing them. But like, I don't know, I just think that if someone is going into a yoni mapping session or to a workshop to make sure that they're going to the right person, that they have a good gut feeling and um, and that they're looked after. Mm. 
for sure. Yeah, because it can be really damaging. And I know that because I, like I said, damaged. I, I was damaged. really damaged. I, I literally couldn't even stand up for like a week. Yeah. And that's really out of character for me. Yeah. I mean, you're very like, <laughs> very hate happy. The, I hate the word bubbly, but yeah, you're very like happy and very, yeah. you, you bounce back, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, and we were also saying at dinner that, you know, it, we're, this isn't to say that people who are alternative, alternative um, medicine. healers or medicine aren't good and are yeah. automatically woo-woo and should be dismissed because some people need a therapist, some people need medication, some people need, um, you know, Reiki, some need kinesiology, and some need all of it, some need none of it. Like it's, it's yeah. it depends on the person. But I think it is important to do like your research because something like that, what you told me happened is something that I was saying to you, I'm shocked you didn't have a, no, a full nervous breakdown. Yeah. Because even you described what happened, I was getting like sweaty and clammy and I haven't been through any form of like serious sexual assault. Yeah. I mean like, you know, I guess light sexual assault, but nothing <laughs> like very, very serious. And that made me like, and I went to BDSM, like, and I was <laughs> like, like the thought of someone doing that to me in a, I don't know, in, in that setting made me very anxious. Yeah. So people that have any sort of trauma like you said most of us do have some sort of trauma whether we know about it or not yeah that can unleash that and then you need a proper aftercare and the proper like balm to like calm to soothe that yeah you know even a girl i photographed had um someone she was 18 and someone put a hand down her dress and touched her breast when they were watching a movie and she's not been able to get past it like she's completely completely traumatized by it Mm. and it's just really interesting how we all have different layers of what is okay with us and that's why it's so important to know your boundaries and to have a really strong no and to be able to say like to someone I'm really not comfortable with you putting your hand down my top you know we're not taught that in high school we're not taught anything of the sort of boundaries in sexual education we're taught to just we're not taught anything but also taught to be just complacent and yeah you know you're like you're crazy or you're aggressive if you say no to someone yeah Um, and then you're a slut if you do you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you're loose if you have sex you know you're absolutely if you don't you've got the the reuben the reuben the reuben's (laughs) the reuben's going off you know what's really cool is on flip through my flaps i've tried to put uh, it's i don't know if it's working properly but if you click on the photo it says how many sexual partners someone has (gasps) yeah i'm I'm, that's incredible i'm trying to do it now because i'm trying to show that doesn't make a difference it doesn't make a difference like some people just have longer labia and they might be a virgin which I don't even like the term virgin. No, neither do I. That's a whole but other. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Amazing. Well, where can everyone find you? www.comfortablemyskin.com.au. If you would like to go onto the website and flip through my flaps, um, yeah. or my Instagram handle is w is comfortable in my skin and the underscore because I'm shadow banned because Instagram hates me. Oh. Rip. Well, I'll link Rip. both of those in the uh, show notes and I will also post it on the podcast Instagram and on the Facebook group. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you. Love you and too. And I hope someone eats your pussy soon. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> He's like pussy. Bye. Bye. Bye.